I actually told them about this uh, podcast and they got really excited and they said, you have to get the Ethiopia Blend Cold Brew, which apparently won um, Best Cold Brew at like the Coffee Fest in 2018 and 2019. Um, so I've had it sitting in the fridge, so we're going we're gonna to enjoy it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we guys. Here we go. Here we guys, bros. Uh, who would like to? I'll pull first. Yeah, might as well. I will pull first. So our first topic of discussion today whoop, is... Do you do you feel like you could be a millionaire if you knew not? <laughs> this one's mine. This one's- <laughs> do you feel like you could be a millionaire if you knew anything about NFTs? Yeah, NFTs, which for those of you guys who don't know, stands for non fungible tokens. Mm-hmm. Mike, what was your thought behind this? Well, so there's an article that came out this past week that was talking about teenagers who are. Raking in lots of mm-hmm. uh, cryptocurrency yep. by selling NFTs. Like, they're so clever that, like, even they can generate images using AI right. and then sell those very unique images on marketplaces. Um, but a lot of people are saying, like, the problem with that is it's kind of the same thing with YouTube. Uh, you have a lot of people kind of gold hunting or uh, gold digging. Uh, and the only people that are going to get rich are these NFT platforms that charge you money right. to mint and tokenize right. your artwork. Um, but there's always like, and think, just for context, yeah, so yeah. like we can say non fungible tokens, but like, what does that mean? As I understand it, and I'm not an expert, <laughs> no but, one. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? But NFTs, I guess the application is numerous and wide. But what I understand it is, it's sort of this. Um, digital copyright right yeah, like exactly. you you can buy a piece of art or something and know like definitively you own the copyright though my argument would be or you could just screenshot it but i guess it's like knowing that you have the direct right yeah I could, I so, could someone, see- someone made the metaphor of like you know the mona lisa hangs up uh at a museum and yet you can still buy prints of that mona lisa but right. the, the real mona lisa is like the real tangible is the actual you thing. know an artist created that it exists uniquely. Um, and I think it, it just depends. I mean, because I think the first uh, impression everybody got of it was through memes. So a lot of people who made these like very famous memes from the early days of YouTube and the internet uh, were suddenly like, you know, like, uh, you know, the uh, Daniel after the dentist, whatever the title is, like that's no longer on YouTube because now it's been tokenized mm. and you had to have purchased it to actually get access to it but i think i think that's the important part of nfts which is it's going to protect the artists true it's going to it's it's the direct bill of sale for an artist i will say i think yeah it's like with with any new technology there's of course this this double-edged sword because that is the 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 good the the good application can you like google like nfts like i want to the true definition there was one that like sold to the new york times one i believe that oh, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 million or something yeah so, so it's kind of like a gold rush at the moment right so there is this aspect of copyright and ownership which could make um preserving the ability to uh keep royalties or profit that could be a really good thing for artists um wow it's blowing up but on the other, but the, on the other hand, there's this there's this side of it that's like, what if what if the result is like Jake Paul, for example, is like selling NFTs, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of influencer people are hopping on the bandwagon, and I guess it's like, yeah, but it, with anything that becomes a any technology moment, there's going to be like you think about like the dot com crash of the two thousands, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Something like two hundred companies IPO'd, and it was going to be this huge thing, and then only like eight of them 
lasting. Really, right? really, truly, yeah. So it's like I think in the, and the thing in the long run, it's a really great concept. Mm-hmm. But I think right now there are it's just it's the explosion of it right now. Yeah, yeah, and it is tied into cryptocurrency. Uh, so you know, there's always that tricky thing of like you could become a crypto millionaire, and the tangibility of that's you know always shifting. So it's like your NFT made you a million dollars in cryptocurrency, and so long as that cryptocurrency is strong, mm-hmm. you are really kind of rich until it isn't or it's shifted. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those hard things to really know what's going to happen with it. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, it says here um, uh, on Forbes, um, look up Forbes NFT. Um, Forbes has signed a NFT artist, uh, sorry, not Forbes, CAA, the agency. Oh, the agency, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, signs Jenkins the Valet. Is this a sign that Hollywood is embracing NFTs? Um, so Jenkins the, de- the Valet, a non-fungible token avatar on the Ethereum blockchain has signed with the Creative Artist Agency for representation. Wow. Um, together, they will be bringing Jenkins' debut novel to market in collaboration with the New York Times bestseller. Oh, interesting. So an NFT avatar has signed with a global talent representation agency. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's, I don't know what to make of that. That's <laughs> wild, man. Um, it's <laughs> Wow. Unprecedented times. But interesting. It, it's so interesting you bring up the crypto thing because – I've been fascinated by like trying to figure out like what it is and why it is. <laughs> and it's like everybody has different answers for what it is. Most people who are very much into it will tell you like it's a store of value, you know, like they'll, they'll make the metaphor that crypto is like gold mm. or Bitcoin or whatever is mm. like gold. And then the idea is that eventually there's other cryptos that are like more exchangeable and accessible. And, but there's this idea of like, it's an actual network that you're building in smart contracts yeah. mm. where you can actually trust somebody with an, with an exchange without having like right now, when you do an exchange, you have to go through a middleman, you have to go through a right, visa right. or through a PayPal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because of the way cryptography works within this blockchain, you can exchange with people and absolutely trust them because there's no way they can rip you off. Like right, it's this right. almost fail-proof way to cut out the middleman. That's interesting. But I think right now it is such a speculative um, gamble, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not dismissing people who, who are into it or have made money. It just, it seems like a very risky thing to just be like, put all your money in this. And, right, and people right. get wrecked, wrecked on yeah. it. It's, it's really, it's really, it's really crazy. I feel like we could say the same thing about the stock market. I know so little about it. You got this trading every day and people getting wrecked every day. Stocks, on one hand, I understand because you're buying into a company. You're buying a share of a company that makes mm-hmm. a product. You know, right. If I buy a share of Tesla or whatever, it's like I'm buying a very, very tiny piece of a company. And as they continue to produce goods and services, then theoretically I will benefit from that. Right. But right. crypto is different because you're like you own a digital currency that it doesn't really have any practical value right. except for the fact that we all recognize it as a store of value, which a lot of people say the, the main thing with crypto is it's a store of value against inflation. Yeah. That as inflation goes up, you put your money in crypto and then in and, and crypto will, will beat inflation because the, right. anyway, it's, it, it's hard to like pin down what yeah. it is. <laughs> I feel like we're right now with NFTs and crypto. We are like in 1994 internet. Right. Where right. we're like, it's about to be maybe bigger or and I think it's going to, we'll figure out what to do with it. But right, right now I think it's just, it's like a concept that people are like money and, but yeah. I really feel like people who actually believe in blockchain technology see it way past just money. They see right, it as a right. vehicle to make transactions easier and, and more private. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. 
Making any sense? Yeah, uh-huh. no, absolutely. Yeah, because the internet's Rashid. <laughs> yeah, I have so many thoughts. You have so many thoughts. <laughs> You're like, but uh, how many? How much minutes? How 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 many much minutes do we have? Yeah. Is a great question right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know, man. It's I feel like. I feel like in every point of history, people have been this involved with whatever the currency of the time has been. Right. And that mm-hmm. just is a fascination that we have as people since we've been trading chickens for cows. Like right. it, it, mm-hmm. The only thing that is consistent is all of our money is always based on the belief in our own money. Exactly. Right. Yeah, for sure. So even when you're purchasing pretty much stock. Since, since leaving behind trading a chicken for a bag of rice, yeah. we're pretty much, whatever it is, we have mm-hmm. to just sort of kind of all buy into 100%. whatever right. we decide has because value. Because if you purchase stock in a company that's doing <clears throat> well, but then the CEO gets embroiled in some sexual scandal, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that stock is worth nothing. It's not yeah. based on the product. Right. It's right. based no. on the belief in that, that thing. ID, yeah. Is it a company yeah. or yeah. is it a cryptocurrency? You're right. That's all you're doing is and buying right. into There's that. plenty of cases where companies will do really well yeah. and the stock will plummet. Mm-hmm. Like the company's fundamentals will be great and then and then the stock plummets. So you're like... What is this? <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah. clearly it's just where people's belief is. Yeah, that's and speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so fascinating. Yeah, right. that's interesting. All right. Well, we just solved cryptocurrency. Let's move <laughs> yeah. on. Shout out to Corey Lubowicz because Corey Lubowicz hates cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm sort of like of no opinion, but yeah, I love listening to him talk about it because he'll be like, passionately, he'll be like, "Let me tell you why this is stupid." <laughs> did you, did I love you write it. the last one? I did. Did you write this one? No, no, it's me. Good. Yeah. Okay. Next topic. Oh, we do have a comment on that. Haley Hale says, I don't know if it's a sign that Hollywood is embracing NFTs as much as it's people realizing there's money to be made in being a middleman on it. Always Um, true. There's always been money to be made as a middleman. Yeah. Yeah. Always Always gotta be a middleman. That's great. Isn't that just like agents to be like, let me get in this and uh, <laughs> yeah. oh. with the finger guns. Somehow they still yeah, find they people with the finger guns. Always have finger guns. <laughs> finger guns. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. When, when, when Hollywood can, when the industry itself can figure out how to do this without the middlemen, they will. Yeah, because then they'll be as successful as Amazon. I mean, right. look at the um, look at the the writers. Um, wasn't yeah. a strike, but they all left the eight their agents last year. Last year, I think it was last mm-hmm. year, uh, because they, the agent, a lot of agents were doing this thing called packaging and making yeah. all this money yeah. on the side. And the writers were like, you're not acting on behalf of us. And they went, we'll just leave you and do our own thing. And it worked. I mean, a lot of agents adapted and, and made some of those changes. But yeah, it kind of shows you like you, if you have the tools, you can, you can make it happen for yourself. Middleman is only good if there's some form of convenience. Right. Once right. it becomes right. inconvenient. There is no need for that. Right. Man. Mm-hmm. Good point. Next topic. <laughs> what are we doing in these episodes? We got to figure out our tone. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this is mine. This we're, is mine. Okay, take the blame. Were our parents giving us bad advice when they said, follow your dreams? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Solved no, and no, moving no, on. Well, well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Were our parents giving us bad advice when they said, yeah. follow your dreams. I'm, I'm really big into the mm. idea that um, we're still the product of romanticism mm-hmm. and we've just kind of developed a modern society that pretends that we're not like, you know, and yet it, it really does shape, you know, love life shapes career choices. And, you know, like even in our intro, we kind of talked about how we're all people who like have, you know, 
fairly creative jobs, but then on the side want to do something that's like really creative. Right. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the, the breadwinner. Exactly. Job, and know? as somebody who's doing poetry, it is not a breadwinner in the least bit. Right. <laughs> so if I were to just or be like, I'm going to be a poet as, yeah, exactly. Or theater. Independent filmmaking. <laughs> Independent filmmaking. None of these are good good avenues of investment. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you do them because you actually, you, yeah. You want, cryptocurrency is probably a better, <laughs> safer bet <laughs> than becoming a creative artist. Yeah. Some kids like, dad, should I make movies? He's like, no, invest in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Put all your money in Dogecoin. <laughs> I, this is my topic. And I was thinking about this week because on one hand, I've always considered myself, um, I don't know, like, you know, a dreamer and all these things. And, and I think that I've, a lot of things I've done have been as a result of believing in this, but there is this kind of naivety, I think of, especially coming from like Texas or wherever we all came from of people, Kim and I were talking this week of like, if, if you knew what you were getting into, would you have pursued it? Like, why did you pursue it? Mm. Well, because I liked it first and foremost, that is, I think that's important, but also because people around me said, you have to do it. You mm -hmm. have to pursue your, like you're good. Like, People were very kind and told like Kim and I, you're so good. You have to do it. Hollywood will love you, you know? Um, and maybe my parents less so. My Honestly, my parents really were very much of the mindset of like, if you're going to do something, be excellent at it, put your mm -hmm. heart into it, mm -hmm. but like, but like be prepared. So I honestly, like it's not so much my parents, but mm -hmm. there is this notion of, I feel like millennials are very much the generation of we were told to go make our dreams our jobs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the things you love the most necessarily need to be the thing that makes you money. And in fact, the act of making money at the thing that you love the most, some kind, sometimes is the thing that, that robs you of the joy of it. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I have struggled. I think I'm doing better about this in the last few years, maybe even because of COVID kind of leveled <laughs> the playing field <laughs> to some extent, but feeling like, I'm a failure because I'm not making all of my money at the, at the thing that I, that I'm supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. which like, what is that? That doesn't, it's, it's, that's not real. See, like, that's my, that's my angle to, to the answer to that question is I don't understand why we put all of this pressure on ourselves. It right. doesn't make any sense from a young age. Why do you have to choose one thing? Why right. do you have to only right. follow one? Why do you have to choose early? Why does that have to be the thing forever? Like, who said? And and the amount of people who actually are living their dream and making all of their money from it is an infinitesimally small amount of That's people. Pretty, yeah, yeah. You know, and and even the people that I like look up to and go, "Wow, they're so successful at it." If you actually open, you know, dig in their <laughs> in their closet a bit, you'll find out actually no, they're probably into all kinds of other business ventures. Mm -hmm you know, a lot of actors, whatever they start producing, they quickly go, this is not the main thing I do to, to, to survive and to grow my life that I want. I actually go do other things. And yeah. I think accepting that has really been helpful in the last few years because I'm mean, not to TMI, but like all of us make our money predominantly doing other things. Yeah. And I used to hate myself for that. I used to be like, that means you're a failure. And I've really changed my tune in the last few years being like, when I get to do it, it feels like a joy. I, you know, getting to act. like, we don't do that with anything else. No, like we, you don't, you don't go. I like, 
pasta with meatballs. And so that'll be it. <laughs> I've be chosen. I've chosen, and that is me. Yeah. I am pasta with meatballs for every meal forever. Right, right. Why would you do that? Why would you limit yourself to the new experiences, yep. to new jobs, to new opportunities? I, I mean, I feel blessed, but I feel like I've been able to do a lot of things that I want to do because I wanted to do them. And yeah. Not because I had to or because somebody told me or because... This is and where I am now, and this is where I was before. It, it, you could be in a completely different place five years from now, and it's okay. One of the reasons I like wanted to start this with you two specifically and Kim is that you guys both have all kinds of skills and things. Like, yes, you both have worked and, and continue to, to do interesting things creatively or in the film industry or whatever, but you guys have so much else going on. And that's, so, that's why I, I love talking to you because I don't feel like we're just like, how's your career? You know, it's like... Yeah. I don't know. It, and that's a really refreshing thing. And the the more, the older I get, the more I value people who have all these different experiences instead of when I think when I first moved to LA, I tried to just glom onto everybody mm-hmm. who's doing what I was doing. And that's just like not that interesting. No, I, I have a book recommendation. If y'all haven't read it, uh, range, uh, it's a great book that just breaks down how, you know, being a Jack of all trades is actually not a bad thing. Um, and in fact, specialists tend to do, worse at the thing they focus hyper focus on interesting than people who actually come into something from having done three other types of jobs i mean Mm -hmm. one of the first cases to talk about is roger federer who i think before playing tennis uh was i think trying to be a professional golfer or something like that i I, I can't remember what what the other most of those guys played tennis or soccer like yeah could have gone pro i mean like yeah rafael nadal definitely could have played soccer um, and it's just one of those things where like, if you were just to tell yourself, I can only really be the one thing over the course of my life, you're really robbing yourself of, you know, the, not, not just the joy of getting to learn new things and have new experiences, but really like actually finding something else that you're really, really strong at. Because I think, right. yeah, when you get that early feedback of like, oh, you're a great singer or you write really well, or, you know, all those crafts you make should be like in a store, like, you know, well, that, that's kind of good and encouraging. Right. Uh, there's, there really are certain limits. And I, and I don't want to say for a second that I don't think you should be compensated and paid well for your craft or for whatever it is you love. If you, if you find a way to do that, that's great. And I think all of us have been lucky to, we are able quite often to mm-hmm. work and get paid for some of those skills that we have, mm-hmm. but I'm really grateful knowing you guys and like also myself that I've been able to go, that doesn't have to be the only way. Right. A lot right. of the work I do is tangentially related to the craft. Yeah. That's, but, one of, that's one of my favorite things. Oh, awesome. Yep. I hate being that guy that's going to be like, well, you know, that phrase isn't actually what that phrase is, but, yeah. but this is the only one that I really like. I it's, it's better to know more than one thing yeah. Yeah. than yeah, to only sure. know one thing. And that yeah. just, when you say it like that, it just makes sense. Right. Um, we got some great comments here um, in the chat. Let's go through. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vexery says, honestly, I know it's supposed to give us hope and, uh, and have us look forward to life. But at the same time, it's impossible to be both happy and be able to follow your dreams at the same time. It just instills false hope, really. I think it's a really valid point that like it can sort of like rob you of the joy of whatever you get to do because you always you said, well, no, if I don't arrive there, I'm a failure. Yes. But then it's like, but but look at where you are. Yeah. It's cool. And instead you're like, I can't even see that good. I'm just, it's so have. much more added anxiety to be like by 30, I will be this. And then 26, you're no closer than you were when you were 23 mm-hmm. and you don't know what's around the corner and it could be right there. 
but you all this added anxiety because the time frame that you put on yourself from three years ago is coming up. You're like, what what are, or, what are we doing? <laughs> Why can't we just live? Why can't we just yeah, go yeah, from exactly. from thing to thing? The notion that if you spend, I know we, we've talked about this. You you've had all kinds of experiences. I know you were training to be a pilot and, mm-hmm. and like, various mm-hmm. things. That there's this feeling of like if you didn't if that didn't become if you didn't thing. become hyper successful, yeah. that you wasted your time doing that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, no, not at all. No, you didn't. Like I worked at a coffee shop for three years. Yeah. I, 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 it wasn't the dream, but I don't think it was a waste of time. It, no, it taught me learn experience skills. Like, and it, mm-hmm. I love coffee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like it's like, yeah, I think we think it's, I guess maybe it's a very American way, maybe Western that's way of big, thinking. Yeah. That's a big point. Like, everything you do every minute of the day needs to be adding up to the, to right. the thing, to the success, to the money. To the culmination of your life. Right. Is what, right. what was his life about? Like, you, you should, for some reason, there's this pressure to be like, well, I know it's specifically like a West Coast and LA thing, because it doesn't happen around the, the rest of the country. The, the question of like, what are the, you? The question of what are you or what do you do <laughs> does not drive. come up in other places. Yeah. Right. That nobody asks anybody else that, because nobody cares. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you, what do you, how about how are you? I had to get out yeah. of the habit of answering how I was with, how busy did. I was. Yeah, well, yeah. Did. People yeah. used to say, how are you? And I go, good. I had three auditions this week, you know, and I'm working on a project. And I was like, that's none of that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. ask about that. How are you? Haley, uh, Haley Louise says, it's bad to say, follow your dreams. Uh, it's not bad to, sorry. It's not bad to say, follow your dreams, but doing so shouldn't be the detriment of your mental and physical health. Right. Uh, and your dream doesn't necessarily have to be your career. Um, Martin says, uh, absolutely. I feel it doesn't help that society makes it out as though anything we need, anything we do needs to be lucrative in a way to the point mm-hmm. that we've forgotten to do things just for the fact that they bring us joy. Um, yeah, it's exactly, exactly what we were, what we were talking yeah. about. It's like, it robs you, robs you of that. Yeah. Um, Kai says, another thing on this topic is that following your dreams might make you hate your dream. Yeah. <laughs> I know people <laughs> in my college classes who have lost their passion for film by following their dreams. Yep. Right. And that's a really, yeah, it's like... Well, there's this added pressure on it. Like we think about it when we, we're the most happy when we are young children, right? No, no pressure right. and no deadlines, right? Yeah. What are you doing right now? Who cares? Just play and discovery. What I'm doing, I'm spinning around in a circle yeah. in the living room because that's what I want to <laughs> do right now. How do you get that as an adult, right? And still be socially acceptable? I mean, I'm not saying go run in the street, right? Right. But yeah. But the the freedom to not worry about any judgment right like not just from anybody else but from yourself either yeah to just be like to live a little bit more reactionary yeah as an adult i think is a is a benefit that we don't have yeah Uh, hale says there's a bizarre pressure to leave an amazing eulogy versus just enjoying how you get to live yes Ooh, haunting (laughs) you said that uh hale's in the chat wow thank you hale's yeah yeah so i yeah, yeah it's I, but at the same time, I, I I think goals are really helpful, and I think getting excited and loving what you do is also a beautiful thing. So I, I think that that can guide you. But I think it's okay to go. Yes. I love a thing, and it can it's valid because I love it, not because I'm making money at it. So I'm I'm adamantly against participation medals and participation trophies when something is competitive. But Ooh. I do think that when you live your life and you set goals. Success or failure of that goal shouldn't be the judgment, the end all be all judgment. Right, it should be right. the attempt at whatever you're doing. Yep. Right. Because you're not going to get it right all the time. But if you want to try something and it's important to you, then try it. We know this from stories. Like when we write things, we know 
It's not important if the character achieves their achieves their objective. It's just important that they go on the journey. Like that's yeah, yeah we, literally. We, we know story. that, and and yeah. so it's like a weird thing that we see that and we go, yeah, that's true, and then we <laughs> and then we ignore it, we just yeah. ignore it entirely <laughs> yeah. because we're inundated. Every right. Kim and I were talking this morning, and then I'll move off the subject. But it's crazy to me that like at fourteen, we're like pick what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, pick your career now forever. Pick your major. Like I, I work with a lot of students, a lot of young adults, dude, I'm sure I'm speaking to the crowd here, but like the pressure that like teens are under Mm -hmm. to make massive life decisions when they're 15, 16 and I'm just going, and I get it. I was there. Like I was like, what a, you know, New York or LA, will I be on Broadway or in movies? Like I was the one that was going to decide that. And it's like, God, that's just so much pressure when you're in this form, you're in this formative part of your life where you should be trying things and experiencing things and instead they're like forget all your friends forget social life lock yourself in your room and you study that one thing and you're going to make that your career and that's going to be it you start whipping out those nfts yeah. immediately <laughs> that's uh, why there's so much pressure when you end up in college because you yeah. you've you should have already made all those decisions when when at 18 you're you're still no a kid, idea. man. Yeah. You're still a child, child. You know yeah. nothing. Nothing about the world. And you and and it's like you should I think you should absolutely feel free to go you can go to college, you can study something and then halfway through go, don't want to do it. Like you, yep. we we put this pressure on ourselves that like if you're not 22 and you don't already have a career lined up and you don't have a you're not already working on a down payment house. It doesn't help that every year costs $60,000. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help <laughs> doesn't that every help. year it goes up 7%. Yeah. It doesn't help that because that's where right. the pressure comes in. So once again, you're better off investing all your money in crypto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are the terrible advice show. Yeah. Currently, yeah. don't don't do that. No, don't invest your no. God. Please God, don't. No. Uh, okay. Uh, Great topic. Pick okay, a, here we go. Pick a thing. Yeah. Here we go. Next topic. What do we got? We have. Are you ready for the next big earthquake? <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Oh, did you feel the? Was, did you feel the yes. one from? I didn't feel yeah. it. How I, I felt it. My Dude, roommate didn't feel it. We were in the same apartment at the same time. I I huh. think that where we live up in the mountains, I literally think that there's something about our geography that right. I, there's been several big earthquakes that we haven't felt. There was that one last year yeah, yeah. that I did feel, but everything that was else, a pretty bad one last year. Interesting. Like, Cause it was during the pandemic and yeah, the, the immediate thought was like, and this now <laughs> like, the, the yeah. epicenter of the one from, what was it this was last week, right? Yeah. Just this last close. week yeah. um, was, yeah. was like four miles from where I was. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, you felt it? Oh, were you, were oh, you at work? Yeah. Yeah. Did so? Did everybody? Oh, everybody every, was, the whole thing wow. sh- like there was rattling, yeah, wow. and then the whole shaking, and then um, yeah, somebody, somebody who was closer to that had like their front window shattered. Did you? Was there time to like react and go? We should get under a table, or did you just kind of go? What was that? And by the time you, oh no, so we heard we heard rattling first, and we was like, what was that? And then the whole thing started shaking for just a half a second, and then we were like earthquake and then it started moving and then it moved for a good few seconds and then it stopped uh, there was no time to it's to really it, do it can be for anybody who's not lived in an earthquake it can be a little bit disorienting not just because like the shaking but because literally moving back and forth kind of like gives you this sense of like dizziness and you don't really know what's happening uh, yeah well in your so mind the, that should never yeah yeah you're be your, possible your brain is going like what is happening the only thing that is stable always is the ground yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> why is it moving there's yeah. been one or two earthquakes where i realized in hindsight it was because the only thing i felt was like 
I feel like dizzy and like yeah, weird. Exactly. I feel like exactly. I'm surfing. And yeah, then I would exactly. like get on, you know, Twitter and it'd be like earthquake. And I'd be like, Oh, I just thought like, I felt like weirdly off kilter. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, Kim and I do have a pretty substantial, like uh, bug out bag. Um, Good for so a lot of things. Yeah. We have like some food and some water and mm. flashlights and things like that. But, um, I don't know if we're ready. I feel like we could probably do more probably in the sense of like having like a emergency rendezvous point or something. True. Yeah. 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 Um, some plans we like, we have a general like, okay, we'll go here, but I get, I don't know. Like, I guess like communication is out. What if you can't get there? I, I, I would love to get bikes. Oh yeah. We don't smart. have bikes, but yeah. I would love to get bikes. Cause I feel like if, if there's a traffic jam or a bridge is out or something, it would be really right. helpful right. to be able to get around like that. But, um, yeah. I think we're as prepared reasonably as one could be, but right. I, I don't know. I don't think you're ever quite ready for it. No, I am not prepared. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> get your yeah. bug out bags. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. At least I need to get some like water or something in case. Yes. Yeah, uh, earthquakes are an interesting. Yeah. There was an earthquake recently in, uh, uh, Melbourne this week. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. So I know they experienced that. So yeah, it's, I think what's crazy too, uh, I grew up in Texas where we had tornadoes. Tornadoes. Yeah. And you kind of know when you wake up in the morning, if it's going to be a bad weather day. The coloring of the sky they, changes. Do you guys have bad weather in yeah. Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. green skies. Yeah. yeah. You kind yeah. of like spend the day sort of like going, okay, it's a, looks like a bad Something, one. Yeah. Check the weather. Oh, there's right. a, I, I would, ri- I would rather have earthquakes on a mental health level because I can't worry about it. Cause there's no way to predict it. Yeah. It just comes out of the, so I kind of just did it to do. And then if it happens, it happens. But tornadoes, I used to live in such, I had some really good friends literally have their house sucked away. They were in the bathroom. The bathroom stayed intact. Of course. Yeah. That's why Every, the house was sucked away and it terrified me as a child and still does. And so, um, yeah, it, like her, her, tornadoes freak me out because you know, they're coming mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's time to just sit there and be fearful yeah. Earthquakes, I'm like, I, it's going to happen and I'm just going to have to react in the moment. Mm-hmm. Scary. Earthquakes. Yes. Oh, earth shattering. Oh, I'm just going to go to the top. Movie musical adaptations. How do we feel about them? This was mine. Can you pull up Back to the Future, <laughs> the musical? Oh, <laughs> oh why? <laughs> so, Would I do that? <laughs> first of all, I want to say I've heard good things about it. Okay. People have said it's good. Um, somebody, one of my patrons, Haley, shout out to Haley, said that uh, I think her professor or somebody who actually wrote a book on Back to the Future saw yeah, yeah. it. So this is this is a legitimate musical. It's legitimate. Not a YouTube thing. Produced, by the way, by oh. the cr- creators of the movie. Okay. So I was kind of like, all right. Then I saw a clip. Uh-oh. Can you go to YouTube? Yes. And the clip, and this is not a diss on the actors, but the clip was literally like I was watching an impression of the of the movie. Original, like yeah, watching right. the guy playing yeah, yeah. Marty being like, oh, gee, doc. Like, yeah. And it really kind of, Marty. it kind of like made me go, and I'm not, I don't know if it's bad. I haven't seen it. I yeah, can't yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. But it made me go, there is this trend yeah. of taking, there's Mrs. Doubtfire, there's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is a big one. And yeah. again, all SpongeBob, there's a lot of ones that have received critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. And I tend to be very just, before I've even seen them, inherently critical of the idea of them. Right. right. And I'm just curious, like, am I like just completely a, a curmudgeonly old man or, or am I right in thinking like, it just feels like a nostalgic cash grab. And can we please do some original <laughs> stuff? Like, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't say, think, I don't think we're going to get audio from here. Oh, okay. but is this it? 
Yeah. Nice. Uh, we can kind of play a little bit of the video. Yeah, and I think when you when you hear and it also starts Roger Bart, who I love. Oh yeah, Roger Bart. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the it's literally well, it looks great. It looks great. <laughs> the JC Penny. <laughs> like I, I mean, it looks. I'm sure it's thrilling and awesome, but it's but it also is like wait, it's just a copy yeah. of the movie. Right. He's like, God, oh, gee, Doc. Is there a I don't want to kiss my mom song or? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like when we were in high school, uh, the 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 thing in musicals was jukebox musicals. So where you take like an album, like obviously like ABBA or something, and then mm. that was a big money maker. Right here. Oh, you can hear his. But yeah, that's that's just working with the original score. Let's listen to Marty. A time machine, like a time machine. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah. you're doing Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. That could who be, doesn't you know, have to, who doesn't have to sound. The character doesn't have to sound like that. Yeah, I guess I, in my fantasy, if you're going to do an adaptation, I would right. love to see you throw the movie out. Yeah, and do something completely fresh like a fresh take on it and i'm sure there's i'm sure there are examples yeah. of this out there that i'm blanking on if you guys have any examples i would love to know are there are there movie musical adaptations that have sort of thrown out the, the nostalgia and just found a new thing but Actually, i don't know it I, just i, I would hmm. vote maybe i haven't seen it but i kind of heard a little bit and saw clips of it i, I kind of argue mean girls gotcha with, with you know it had obviously tina fey writing on it and then her husband who does music writing the music and lyrics for it so I do think there was like this uh, this ability for them to like evolve it a little bit more as opposed to like, I, I get what you're saying about like cash grab because I mean, it, one, it's hard to produce stuff on Broadway and yeah. Broadway is also going to be like struggling for a bit to get people to come see stuff. So the, the best way you can do that is to draw in right. the tourists, which is the main market. I mean, again, it's why, you know, when In the Heights came out originally, it was right. not as... Successful as it probably is considered now post Hamilton, everybody knowing who Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. is. Uh, but it was because it didn't have that that thing to let, let audiences know this is kind of this is based on the music of Billy Joel. This is based on Beetlejuice. This is based on. And my whole thing with them is that musicals are hard to write in general. So I guess it's not the craziest thing that you would ad, you would adapt a movie into into some sort of structure that just create the songs around. I mean, they're giving these great examples in the chat here, like. Hairspray, right? Yeah, Hairspray yeah. was a movie. Heather's that was then too. Turned into Heather's. Heather's. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. What else do we got? We got um, Legally Blonde. Like. Yeah. I guess I feel like in the last few years there was a. But it's like, been like now major blockbusters. Like, and it's not, maybe it's not even about the show show by show basis, but I'm literally like, most of Broadway is just like that movie from the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. As a musical. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, and I'm not like, I've heard rock of ages is great. I've heard mm -hmm. Beetlejuice is great. I've heard SpongeBob is great. So it's, I guess I'm like not so much bothered by the notion of it existing, but being like, is this what Broadway is now? Broadway mm -hmm. is just like, you, you I like, think this is just the evolution of Broadway right now. Yeah. This is this. And maybe it's not just Broadway. It's movies too. Yeah. Right. E everything right. is the remake this, of the we'll, 1996 we'll get to, version of something. We'll get to the point where it's just uh, Netflix shows like Stranger Things, the musical. And <laughs> I, I saw... Uh, oh, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. a thing that uh, Paramount said they're specifically moving away from theatrical productions to focus exclusively on streaming uh, branded mm. IP. Interesting. They're like, they've explicitly been like, we're, yeah. we're kind of done with making original movies and we are going to move. And that's like, I get it. It's it's just disappointing. Like it's disappointing to go 
Here, here's why. Here's here's my train of thought. I say this, and I'm sure people are like, Kurt, who, just get over yourself. Here's why. <laughs> um, to get the rights, to, obta- to obtain the rights to a massive IP, mm-hmm. you got to be somebody with connections and really, really, really like lucky in the industry. Mm-hmm. The, therefore, if you have an original story, original idea, original musical, it's going to get harder and harder for people to even bother to take a second look. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're doing back to the future, ain't no way some new director or new musical, whatever is going to be like, we're going to give it to you. It, it creates an even further divide between yeah. unknown artists and people who have just the machine. That's so you're saying the middle class in the arts industry is going away. <laughs> that, that's it. That's yeah. it. I think that's what frustrates yeah. me. It's yeah. not, it's not the notion of follow your dreams. <laughs> so that, that 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 that's that's my take on it and we got some really great comments on this really fast yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. um uh, movie music adaptations billy elliott there's another great True. one see yeah, this yeah. is producers is one of the biggest producers yeah, 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 so yeah. so there's there's yeah my point has been like yeah I, like i'm completely i'm not i'm not even saying this is what i think but, but how like, recent are all of those things oh some of them are actually pretty recent beetlejuice yeah. is recent yeah, Bills mean, is recent heathers was recent I heard Groundhog Day is good. So it's like, oh, they made a Groundhog th- there's, it's like, not that these things are bad. It's more that that is where the trend is going. Right. And I think it's going to make original ideas and original musicals almost impossible to, to exist. Just like nobody makes a movie for $20 million. You either make yeah. a movie for half a million and it gets lucky and strikes gold at the Oscars, or you make a Marvel movie. Yeah. Middle class to, to lower independent stuff is, not just a dying breed. I mean, it's on its last gasp. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the crazy thing with our even franchise-based movie system right now is like we're not really making Groundhog Days or Beetlejuices uh, that future musicals can be based on in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like at some point this this will hit a limit in terms of like what movies will you draw on and I, that are left. And I sound like a I sound like a just a, you know grapey old hipster, but I guess it's just like. I don't know. You look at like, I've, I've been able to be part of some really cool original stuff. And like, I just know for a fact that like, there's no money for it yeah, outside of yeah. going to, which and fans are incredible because they've made those things possible. Mm-hmm. But when those projects sometimes are taken out and Hey, is there people are like, right. yeah, no, no, no. We're just focusing on IP. And so you, it's just kind of this realization of like, unless you get on the developing already existing IP train, mm-hmm. Good luck. You, yeah. You're just not going to get anything made or funded, and that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads right. us oh. exactly into the next subject. Oh, boy. How to happy as an adult. Oh, my God. How to happy. Drink lots of coffee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, is this yours? It. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts behind it? I don't know how. That's why I wrote it down. I, I, I mean, I, I know how, but right. I don't, like, there's no... Well, you know, what, kind of, what is that as you an feel adult? no happiness <laughs> what, what is happiness as an adult like we we get things accomplished and we have right. a job and then you pay for stuff and you get new stuff and then but like what what yeah. is the overall what, when are you what are we chasing here's a question yeah. when are you when do you when do you find yourself most at peace or content or happy like, when i don't have to think about any of that stuff that i just said <laughs> yeah. yeah so when when there's no space to when, to, I, to occupy when 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 I don't have to occupy yeah. any of my space. Right. Time. Right. Right. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm most happy when I'm having conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, the act of 
creating something with, with people I like, I love and care about. Mm. Yeah, Cause I, I lose, I completely lose track of time and, and like yeah. could care less about, it's like, it just feels right. Those are the two places having conversations with people and then like creating, creating things. Yeah, creating so you are something. over the moon right now. <laughs> this is my dream. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. I don't think people understand. I, when I was, I was telling somebody recently, I wanted to start a thing and they were like, don't you have enough on your plate? And I was like, no, this is what I want to have. Yeah. On my plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't yeah, want yeah. any of the other stuff on yeah. my plate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Like I think, yeah. what is, what is happy? I mean, yeah. Another book wreck. There's a, a book called flow, which I think we all know now the psychological effect of exactly what you're describing, which is you get into something and you love it so much that you're losing track of time. And uh, psychologically, that's actually a easier state to get into than uh, whatever is quote unquote happy. Right. Because, you know, it's like the uh, the effects of like dopamine in your system is mm-hmm. so limited and rare. You know, it's like if you were to win a million dollars tomorrow, you'd be happy for like an hour. An hour. And it would it would be diminishing. And, and wouldn't the real joy probably be in like telling people? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, it, yeah. it wouldn't necessarily be in the knowledge. It would be in the yeah. guess what? Just the sharing. The of sharing. It. Right. Yeah. At least for me. Like yeah. I'd be like, wow, that makes bills easy for easier or whatever. But I'd want to like call somebody and tell my mom, you know, it's like, yeah. See, I think you hit it right on the head. I think sharing yeah. is the way to happy. I don't know if happy is what we should be chasing all the time, but anytime I share anything, it makes me happy. Yeah. I, Whether mom, it's knowledge or food or. My mom always made this distinction and I know it seems like semantics, but I always appreciated it. The difference between happiness and joy mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the idea that like happiness is a symptom. Like happiness mm-hmm. is something that kind of can, it can happen to you because a thing that it's, you can't, it's control. reactionary, but, right. but joy is kind of an intentional like choice to engage with what brings you contentment and, yeah. and to cut out the bad things that, you know, cause you anxiety and stress and to live with intentionality and, and that you could even find joy and like, you and I, we were in uh, uh, D.C. in August, mm-hmm. and it was a tough week, but I love doing it. I would go back right now. It was yeah. hard. It was yeah. hot. Yep. <laughs> we were tired. Yep. We didn't get as much sleep as we probably wanted, and I loved it. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, was I happy in 105-degree heat? No, but I knew what we were doing was something that brought me joy. Mm. So I, I don't know. but Maybe it's semantics, but yeah. I, I don't think it's semantics. No, I no. think I think what you're describing is what should be taught about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because the 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 insanity of the question of like what makes you happy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what, yeah. what is that? What? Right. Yeah. And why why ask me? And is that important? Right. And should I be looking for stuff that makes me happy as opposed to just sharing with other right. people in a common goal? Right which I think is where our power is as human beings. Like I, th- I think together work when you, when you get a bunch of people together and you make them work on a common goal, there is, there is an innate happiness that comes with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Community. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, we, yeah, it's like, and also in, in the wake of tragedy or trauma too, it's like what, what brings us the most comfort is community. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I really do think we as humans are, are creatures of, community like it's like i think we need obviously like sometimes we need time alone and i think right, that's really right. valid but yeah. got some great answers here uh Haley louis says sleep <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah good, um, good, good sleep having uh martin says having not to worry about obligations and bills um kai says uh taking pride in little things silence good sleep cup of coffee hale says happiness as an adult is the same as when you're younger but smaller things uh, like when you're a kid getting a cookie for example can be the best day ever 
But as an adult, we've learned to be like, oh, cookie, cool, and move on to things that stress you out um, versus focusing more on the small things uh, and appreciating them. Um, I think it's why I like coffee and like coffee shops so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the it's intentionality. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Of sitting down and like going, this is a special thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I'm very happy about these vegan donuts. They're, they're Did, very good. Oh, yeah. 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 Please. There's Almost two, two pieces left anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, um, human connection, material things come and go. Right. Uh, lots of good answers here. Being around people you love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, I would say the two things that make me the happiest are creating things with friends and then like doing theater. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, this is why like I can't quit theater. Oh, <laughs> no, I want gosh. to. Is it just being part of a show? I don't yeah. think anything makes me happier. It's also like the rarest kind of bonding you have. I have a friend who he's an actor in Dallas and he's doing a show at Dallas theater center and he's literally had to pass up two gigs that probably would have added up to like seven to $10,000. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, like the financial side of it, you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah probably would have been better to take those gigs, but you know, the fulfillment of doing something you love is so much better probably in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. We always joke like, don't tell anybody that I do it for free. (laughs) I would do it for free. Don't tell them that. And then then I end up telling them. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, Shall we move on to the last one? Yeah. Let's do the last one. And mine were just ended up at the end there. Mars? Mars. Question mark? Uh, yeah, I, I do think it exists. Good. Uh, <laughs> Good. I haven't been there myself, but I, 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 I... think it's flat. Oh. Mar- oh. I think it's a disc. Oh, oh that's Just like a Frisbee-like oh disc gosh. floating. Interesting. I'll have to find... <laughs> yeah, you've heard of flat earthers? Yeah. I'm a flat Marser. Flat Marser. Yeah. Okay. I, I need new friends now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. not going to work out yeah. in the long run at all. I liked that Matt Damon movie where he spent a lot of time there. <laughs> mm. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I think you brought it up last time. That's why it came to the forefront of my head. Mars makes me go, it seems like such a horrible place to live that it makes me really, like, Earth is incredible. Like, when you think about exploring Mars and trying to get there and the logistics of what it would take to do that, Mm -hmm. and then you, like, walk outside and go, look, greenery. It's, it's, like, made for you. Birds and butterflies. And it makes me go, let's... I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't explore or not, but it just makes me go, let's also invest as right. much time and energy into making sure that this place that is perfectly made for us, yeah, where we have mountains break. and water, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is like sustainable, you yeah. know? Right. Would you go? Yeah. Absolutely would, not. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Well, because I would die, right? Why would you No, die? no, no, no. If it's enough. Oh, they can come back? Oh, no. It's in a, a one-way trip. Oh, it's a no. one-way trip. No, no, no. I would. Oh, oh, no. The, first, the first trip's probably going to be. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not a chance. I can't no. make, I'm on the first one. I really? can't make potatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about our podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> Live stream from there. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good test. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> you get 20-minute delay, but <laughs> you can come back to me later. Okay, we'll we ask you a question, question, and we go, all right, 20 minutes from now, he'll answer well, that you'll ask, you'll ask me next week's questions this week, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, and you'll yeah. get them. And one of them will just be, Earth? <laughs> yeah. Question mark? I would go, man. I would go. Can't live on the wild. surface. You got to live underground, and you can't have windows, and I would <clears> still go. I would go today. If, if it was like a, I could come back, and it was like, you know, a year, two year journey. Mm-hmm. I think I would like be down, but knowing that it's a one way trip initially, I just don't think I can yeah, do that. No. Like, I'm trying to like, okay. If I like rem- removed all emotional attachment, no, no. <laughs> I was like, wait, isn't that the, whole, you don't want to walk on a different <laughs> the whole planet? game of human existence. Can I just go to the moon and come back. No, yeah. <laughs> I can actually get back from the yeah. moon. Theoretically. No, no, don't worry about that. 
You know, moon's not an option. <laughs> but then I would walk on the surface of Mars and be like, cool. And then I'd be like, I'm going to die here. Yeah. yeah, eventually. In a cave somewhere. Yeah. But you and everybody else that's there are working We're to all going to die it. together. Yeah. yeah. We're all going to die here together. What are you talking about? But it's nice <laughs> here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, wait, uh, I think we just discovered that community and being together is what nice is. But do they have Froyo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. But, you know, when you get on Mars, your, your group is very shrunk down so you yeah. have to like really enjoy the people you're there with. yeah yeah but that ties into what i Chronicles said last week which is i think our tribes are getting too big oh true smaller tribe might be better yeah mm. yeah vexory says i like the air and the water here thank you you're welcome <laughs> oh you yeah. can well, have it <laughs> yeah those are diminishing too <laughs> martin says i kind of like the whole oxygen deal we got going on here yeah. yeah but you don't have to make the oxygen there you can go and you have an oxygen so you don't have yeah. to worry about i have seen too many movies where this goes wrong. There haven't even been that many. <laughs> I've seen too many movies where the action tank breaks or uh, uh, watch the intergalactic worm is going to burst out of my eyeball. That's, that's, that's you don't difference. know what's up there. That's true. Last week we talked about aliens, so we could get a chest burster, and I just don't know if I'm down for that. <laughs> Like imagine, imagine getting there and having all this like difficulty and work to do, and then finding out like, oh yeah, and there are parasitic aliens, and you're like, crap. Oh no, I've got to think about oxygen and like mining and farming, but I also have to deal with these like parasitic aliens. It's a lot to think about. Not gonna be my problem. <laughs> <laughs> my argument is you're already dealing with all of your survival stuff here. True. But but it's so nice. <laughs> We well, have a mountain. We have a view of the mountain. I guess there's mountains it, on Mars too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny because like we mountains have, and valleys and clouds. Apparently, water somewhere. Rivers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and 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 when you look out, you can see Earth, tiny, tiny Earth. Yeah. Tiny Earth. I went. I went ocean on kayaking uh, two weeks ago, and when you get far enough from the coast, you start to realize like the habitable Earth is actually pretty limited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so yeah, much even more here, water. There's a lot of places where you can die. Very easily. Right. That's what my that's my argument. So like why not go explore just you're afraid of dying? Well then just stay inside and go to sleep all the time. What, what are you doing living? Hales put Hales puts this the the most succinctly. I don't like the idea of living ev- anywhere where getting sucked out of my house is a death sentence. Ooh. <laughs> don't live in Texas. Oh yeah, true. True, true. Tornado we have places here where you can get sucked out of your house. This is <laughs> that's true. Come on, guys. It's just another planet. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, to wrap it up, I yeah. think we should probably uh, tie in our, our last week's uh, uh, thing yeah. that we didn't talk about. Oh, I completely forgot about that. That's okay. No. Um, the last subject we drew from last week that we haven't talked about, and I'm mm-hmm. glad it's for last because yeah. it's great, is uh, the subject was Bo Burnham. Yes. That was the subject. That's the, that's the only thing the card said. So, um, yeah, to take us on out, what are your thoughts on Bo Burnham? Um, well, it was my card. So I have been obsessively listening to Inside. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. We were we were in DC and I was like, you, you haven't seen seen Inside it? yet? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, it was. I mean, it only been out for like a month or yeah. two or something. But I have yeah. a somewhat busy life. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it has just been. But you were a Bo Burnham fan before it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yes. I've yeah. seen. Yeah. The other specials. I think all the stuff that's out, but who knows? There's probably lots of stuff that's out. Um, all the specials. I'm a huge fan of his just as an artist in general because yeah. he takes it to a level that other people don't. He, he likes to play with, with everything and anything. Um, and Inside, I think, was brilliant. 
I mean, it really spoke to me. I know people who didn't quite connect with the message in all of the different pieces, but still appreciated the art. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just so relevant. And I think uh, he, I was watching an interview with him recently where uh, he was talking about like, I think it was from a few years ago because he hasn't done any interviews about inside, mm-hmm. which I think right. is such a baller right. move. No yeah. interviews whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just here it is. Um, I love that. And no like warning or anything. Like it just, just came like, out, dropped yeah. on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was saying how, and this really made me go, oh, this is why I love his stuff. He was saying how he doesn't consider himself a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Right. He right. was like, I, he's yeah. like, I'm a theater kid. Right. And he was like, I, I, I knew my stuff would never work in, you know, in front of a brick wall with a two, yeah. two drink minimum club. Like he's just like, it wouldn't <laughs> play there. So he's like, I leaned into theatricality and lights and all mm-hmm. these things. And I was like, oh, I think I, I love me some stand-up. Yeah, yeah. But there is something so theatrical and and there's a story there's a storytelling performance quality that I think is really like when he said he was a theater kid, I was like, "Oh, duh." <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. Well, because you can you can start to say things without words. Right? Yeah. A stand-up comedian is is held to the words and the order that those words come out right. in and the timing of those words. You can you can do a lot of that with lighting or yeah. sound or Yeah. Would y'all consider Inside a kind of new form of movie musical? Yes. Because it does have like a kind of story structure that's, it, it's like, it, it's pitched as a special, like it's going to be comedic and to your words, like. But I think that's just because you can't label it and yeah, you have exactly. to put it in a box. Well, yeah, yeah. think about what, it was, don't think what it was up against at the now. Emmys right. was Friends, The Reunion, <laughs> yeah. Hamilton, uh, the David Byrne American Utopia. Right, right. Um, and there was some other thing and it was like, those are weird things to put into a variety. Like it was yeah. nominated for variety special and it kind of, to your point was like hard to put in a box. It's like, yeah, not really a thing. Like it's its own thing. Cause, cause you should just thing. get an award yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for making it. Just, yeah. just give them an, an award. I think, I think I some know. people, when they watch it, they think, uh, we are getting a peek into Bo Burnham's psyche and life and stuff Which like is that. what's fascinating. It's fascinating, but like you can tell it's so he's so good at producing it. And, and obviously there's a lot of great like camera work yes. and staging and stuff like that, that there's such intentionality to it that I'm like, I don't know if that's like actually the real Bob Burnham or, and, or conceptually, this is my representation of how I feel. And the beautiful thing is on some level, it's like, it doesn't matter because it works either way. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I was listening yeah. to a podcast and they were like, do you think he was really having a breakdown? And it's like, you're talking about it. Did you exactly. it did you feel something? Exactly. Don't worry did about you it. feel something? It, it, yeah. It, like I love the idea. It doesn't I don't need to watch somebody have a real emotional breakdown, breakdown yeah. for the art to speak to mm-hmm. me. I, I will say this. I think inside is the definitive and probably only piece of media related to the pandemic mm-hmm. that I would ever want to revisit. And it's very, very intentional about not being about exactly (laughs) but if 20 years from now somebody's like what was 2020 i'd be like watch watch inside (laughs) yeah this says everything yep um and then and then you add to that like eighth grade is legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time um yeah i i mean the guy's like (laughs) eighth grade he's on another level man (laughs) he's currently my favorite artist and that's what i would say and also like seems from interviews, obviously I, I don't know him, but mm-hmm. seems genuinely uninterested in like the ego of it all. We're all mm-hmm. egotistical on some level. I'm sure, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make him a saint or something, but, but I think there is this, this authentic 
cutting past the nonsense of celebrity that I really value. I think he values what we were talking about earlier, which is the process of doing work. Right. And you can see that because he doesn't do the interviews or he doesn't do the press or he doesn't make the pre-release statements. He's like, I made a thing. Here it is. (laughs) Excuse me, but where is he going? He's like, I'm going to go make the next thing. Don't worry about it. It might be five years from now. might be two years from now. I don't know. I'm just going to go work. All right, well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, such a good that was podcast. awesome. Now we got to start bringing on some guests. Love yeah. it. Got to start Any having comments? some guests. Figure out how to make this into an NFT. Uh, from, our, from our guests. There's just, uh, uh, just really wonderful things. People saying it was fun. I'm glad they were able to stop by. Um, awesome. I really, really appreciate it. So, yeah. um, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate um, it. Hey, when, you, when this does come out on whatever platform... Please give us a follow, subscribe, like all the things all the that things. help with the analytics. Smash, yeah. smash, 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 smash. <laughs> um, <laughs> we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today and we'll uh, see you all next week. Bye. Later. <laughs>